Okay. So here we are, PIMC community, still in community. This is great. I just realized that if someone were to come in who has not been here before to any of our groups, all of the moderators, it says Robert Beattie. So everybody is Robert Beattie. <laughs> My name's Gregory, in case there's anyone who's just here for the first time. I'm not Robert Beattie, I am Gregory Maloof. Just so you know. Good to see everyone. I thought I'd start, um, someone forwarded me a letter that Jack Cornfield had written. It's pretty long, so I didn't want to read the whole thing, but there was a part of it that was really um, uh, in alignment with what I wanted to talk about tonight, which was skillful means in our practice, upaya, in the Pali. Um, and I thought it would be something to talk about since it's the first of the month, and I like to do some reflection on our practice. Looks like some people are getting settled in. Let me pull it up on my phone, and... I will read it to y'all because I think it's really cool. Let's see here. Okay. So this is an excerpt from Jack uh, as part of a letter he wrote about the current conditions and um, this section was just really struck me um, after having thought about what to talk about tonight. It goes something like this. Time to renew your vow. Sit quietly again and ask your heart, what is my best most intention, my most noble aspiration for this difficult time? Your heart will answer. Let this vow become your North Star. Whenever you feel lost, remember, and it will remind you what matters. It is time to be the medicine, the uplifting music, the lamp in the darkness. Burst out with love, be a carrier of hope. If there is a funeral, send them off with a song. Trust your dignity and goodness. Where others hoard, help. Where others deceive, stand up for the truth. Where others are overwhelmed or uncaring, be kind and respectful. The world awaits your compassionate heart. That's from our good friend Jack. The world awaits our compassionate hearts. Time to renew our vows. I like that. The, um, I will share my screen in a bit for some reflections that kind of relate to this. For those of you who've been in Wednesday Wake Up for a couple months, um, know that one of the things I've been committed to is to normalize sharing of our meditation experiences and our practice, to come together in Sangha in a way that allows us to really talk about and share openly what is working for us and how we're actually using the Dharma in daily life and what works for us and the struggles that we have. Um, oftentimes practice is not talked about like that, uh, in groups sometimes, but, but there's plenty of times it is not. And so it's one of the things I've been, um, committed to is that at the end of each month or the beginning of the next month that we do spend some time, 
uh, intentionally talking about and, and reflecting on practice and reflecting on the month and see what has worked for us, what has been skillful in our practice. The last time we uh, did that exercise was the last time we actually met in person. And a lot has changed since, um, since then. And there's a lot of things that have changed in all of our lives in the world, obviously. Um, so we reflect again uh, four weeks later in a completely different heart and mind space. And so what may be working for us now or what we'd like to be working, uh, very different than what was working for us a few weeks ago. The calling of our heart and the needs of our mind might be very different uh, in this moment. And the self we need to cultivate, uh, how we show up in the world now that most of us are at home for a large portion of the time, uh, might be very different than the self that was showing up a few weeks ago when we came together and had tea and standing in close proximity wasn't a, didn't give us a sense of fear or um, you know frustration, confusion. So uh, I still want to keep that ritual up because I think it's important that we continue to reflect on what our needs are and how we can be skillful uh, in our practice. And this comes from the practice itself. It comes from this idea of Sangha, people practicing in community and the importance of practicing in community. Uh, but it also comes from my own realization of keeping a journal, uh, a spiritual journal, a Dharma journal, in which I reflect on my practice daily. Um, and at the end of each month, I sit down and share with another person. Um, sometimes it's my wife, sometimes I'll call Doyle or somebody uh, in the community and, and we discuss our practice together and how it's going and what's meaningful us and the meaningful to us in the Dharma uh, these days. And uh, there's been plenty of studies that show when you're learning something like meditation and trying to gain a particular skill or practicing something, when you share the results of your practice with another person, it increases the likelihood that those insights and those changes will stick for you. It's something about human beings being interconnected. I'm sure you've heard, <laughs> heard that before. Um, but what it is is that human beings are interconnected and we're wired for community and connectivity. And when we share uh, our learning together, we learn in a deeper uh, and actually quicker way. So I just wanted in the spirit of that to continue that. Um, I just think it's a lovely thing. There's this, I've mentioned this before in other talks, but there's this concept of social facilitation. And there's been some research done that says when a group of people are in the same room, practicing or doing the same activity, collectively they do better at it, even if they're not talking or working with each other. Just being in the same room encourages the practice. So that's where we see, you know, group meditation also being so powerful. And um, I still feel my meditations are much more joyful when I know that if I open my eyes, there's 15, 16 people on my computer screen. So I'm still enjoying the benefit of my increased practice from coming here every week for you guys and, and being in this digital Dharma hall. Uh, so we'll continue that today and I'll share my screen for the reflections uh, that you guys have been accustomed to. And um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, upaya. Upaya in the Pali uh, is translated as skillful means. It also means expedient means, means that are skillful. And I know many of you have heard this before. It's a very common phrase in both Theravada and Mahayana Buddhism, skillful means. So I wanted to frame our reflection tonight uh, in light of this term because it's it's very important to the path for how we live and how we show up in the world. And it really inspires me uh, and reminds me that every day that I wake up, I can choose to show up in a particular way. 
that I can make a commitment to be joyful and uh, compassionate, and I can make an intention to be a good listener, and I can make an intention to ask myself who is in need and how can I serve. And by making those intentions and reflecting on on that within my practice, uh, I feel like I become a more, well, definitely a force for change in the world. And so doing that kind of reflection is, is hugely helpful. And doing it within a group and knowing others are engaging in that type of intentionality is, um, I think, helpful just, just to daily living, just to help us get through because we're all in this together with or without the virus and all of that. We're still all in this life together and we can support each other uh, in being skillful in how we, how we show up for each other and with each other. So upaya means uh, skillful means. And for me, the easiest way to um, explain what it is is just to actually read a few questions that embody this concept, and it's it's how I use this term. And there's four different ways that I tend to use it, and uh, I did not invent these ways of using it. It's they're pretty common in in the Dharma, but they're they're written in my own voice. But uh, so when we when we usually see this concept of upaya, it comes in a question that we ask ourselves, and it's a question we ask ourselves moment to moment. And here's four examples of how we might ask this question. In this moment, what could I do that would be most skillful for my long-term happiness and well-being? In this moment, what would be most skillful for my long-term happiness and well-being? So much of the time, we are asked to make a decision that is more along the lines of, in this moment, what can I do for some momentary fix, some momentary happiness, some momentary sense pleasure? But Upaya asks us to inquire, what can I do to invest in a life that has long-term happiness, a higher happiness? And in this moment, what would be skillful to work towards that end? Might it be offering a listening ear? Might it be opening my heart that feels contracted in this moment? Might it be uh, listening to that angry voice that's self-deprecating and self-critical that says, I'm not lovable and allowing it to just arise and pass away. In this moment, what is most skillful? Another way of phrasing it, which I like, what quality of heart and mind can I cultivate in this moment that will benefit myself and others? What quality of heart and mind can I cultivate in this moment that will benefit myself and others? One of the things I just love about the Dharma and have loved since the very moment I really got introduced to the Dharma formally in my first meditation, in my first Buddhist meditation retreat, was the focus on compassion and the focus on service and the focus on the fact that we always practice for ourselves, for self-care, but that self-care, our grandest wish is that our transformation touch everybody that we touch in our lives. And I've always loved that about the Dharma, this idea that we're constantly asking ourselves, how can I serve? How can I open my heart to the person sitting next to me? How can I open my heart to the person I see on the screen that I dislike? How can I open up my heart to someone who has wronged me? This skillful means, in this moment, what qualities of heart and mind can I cultivate that will not only benefit myself, but might benefit everyone that I come across in this day, in this month, in this life? What can I be cultivating to serve myself and others? And I really like that aspect of um, skillful means. 
Another way you could ask it is, in this moment, what steps could I take to be more free? What steps could I take to be more loving, more joyful? Oftentimes, when we walk through our day, we're asking ourselves, what is the thing I should do on my checklist? Or what do I need to do for somebody out of guilt or obligation? Or what is the duty of the day that I don't really want to do but have to because I'm trying to pretend to be an adult? But how often do we ask ourselves, in this moment, what can I do to be more free? In this moment, what could I do to be more joyful in spite of the conditions? What might be skillful in this moment that can bring just a little bit more ease to my heart and a little bit of more openness to my mind? This is upaya, this question of what can be skillful in this present moment. And the last way that I, I tend to reflect this back to myself is, how can I show up in this moment so I'm living up to my full potential? How can I show up in this moment so I'm living up to my full potential? We don't often consider that in the Dharma, that awakening is considered the fullest potential, according to the Buddha. It's this awakening of this full capacity of what it is to be human, this ability to be joyful and loving and wise and caring and balanced. Um, and we don't often look at the Dharma in that light. Oftentimes when we think of living to your full potential, um, you see it more in terms of, say, self-help or maybe in terms of therapy. But in the Dharma, asking ourselves, what, what am I really called to do here? What is my true potential and what do I feel called to do or to be? Or how am I going to be called to show up in this life? And how is my practice contributing to that? And what is working for me so that potential is coming to fruition, not only for myself, but for everybody that I touch in my life? So think about it in terms of your awakening potential that sense of being called to be a particular thing in the world, to show up gentler, kindler, with awakening, intelligence, compassion, all of those different things that we learn in the Dharma. What in you would you like to be awakened? What in you would you like to spread wings, to fly, to soar, to have that sense of uplifting and vibrancy in your life? What in the Dharma could bring that to your present moment? That's upaya, those questions, that self-reflective question. Now, the reason we have this idea of skillful means is primarily because the Buddha's great insight, as you know, is that suffering and stress and discontent are, are activities. There are things that we're doing. My favorite phrase from uh, Achan Jeff is, the suffering is in the doing. Suffering is an activity. It's a response that comes from how we react to the present moment conditions. So suffering is a verb. We often approach it as if it's a noun. So this is happening to me as if something is coming your way. And because the mind is working so quickly and reality moves so fast, when events happen that are disquieting or bring us dis-ease, um, throw us off balance, when this happens, it feels like things are being thrown at us in life and we experience it as if it's coming from the outside. But the dukkha, the stress, the discontent is actually coming from within. It's how we're approaching. It's how we're acting. So the result of, of our reactions, the qualities of heart and mind that we bring to each passing moment, that's what causes our suffering and the dukkha. Suffering is in the doing. It is because suffering's in the doing that suffering becomes a habit. And we live most of the time on autopilot. We live in a world where we're trained to crave we're trained to run away from things that we don't like, and we run towards everything that is shiny. 
And uh, we are praised and rewarded and told that that is the best thing in life, that true happiness comes from the materiality. It comes from what we acquire versus what we experience. And that if we just had something new to acquire, then a new happiness would arise. In the Dharma, we look for a different experience of the world. We seek happiness by relating to ourselves and to relate to others differently. And we change the relationship, we change the suffering. So part of the reason that we have this concept of skillful means is that most of the time, we're asking questions like, how can I get a quick fix? How can I make this person wrong? How can I make myself wrong? Um, in what way can I make this person an enemy? In what way can I fear or catastrophize a coming event? And so the questions that we often ask ourselves uh, tend to be what the Buddha would say is unskillful because it leads to more habituation of suffering. We go through this cycle, like a treadmill, so to speak, of suffering, and we keep doing the suffering over and over again, and it becomes a habit. And because we live on autopilot so much, that habit continues to to grow. So Upaya is the opposite, right? Upaya acknowledges that happiness is also a habit. Happiness is the result of the heart-mind qualities that we create day to day. Happiness is the result of how we relate to ourselves and how we relate to the world. And that's the good news of the Dharma, is that because it's a relationship, we have agency in how we relate to ourselves in the world. We can open our heart. We can practice the habit of compassion. We can practice the habit of being joyful. And the more we practice being joyful, the more we practice being generous and gra and feeling grateful for things, the more that habit comes online, the more that habit allows us to thrive and to feel uplifted day to day. But because the primary habit is the autopilot switch, we need to reflect consciously, intentionally, with mindfulness and concentration. We need to reflect with a sense of, in this moment, what can I do? to encourage those habits of happiness. In this moment, based on the conditions, how can I choose to show up in the world? So upaya is so important because upaya invites us to ask the skillful questions. It asks us to put a compassionate and loving intention into the world. And it reminds us that we can switch off that autopilot and we can live with intentionality. We can live with a sense of agency in philosophical terms, with more, more free will, essentially, is what uh, this would be in Western philosophy. So happiness is also in the doing. Happiness is not what we have or what we achieve. It's in the doing. It's in the being a particular way. And the more we be that way, the more it becomes the ground of our being and everyone we touch in our life becomes impacted by that new way of being, that sense of joy and compassion and equanimity are then impacting others as we move through the world. That's the karma, the action and reaction. The Dharma can be used to nourish ourselves. And so one of the ways that the Dharma can nourish ourselves is that we remind, or I should say not remind, maybe we reflect on what is working. So this is where we kind of tie this back into uh, my constant uh, invitation to you to keep a journal and to take notes uh, on these kinds of things. So upaya, when you put it into practical use, can be used to reflect 
not only day to day, moment to moment, but you can take time out each month and sit down and ask yourself, in this last month of my practice and in my life, in what ways was I skillful? In what ways was I able to really be successful in applying some aspect of the Dharma to decrease my suffering? And in doing this, in reflecting on what worked, it's cultivating a sense of gratitude. It's cultivating a sense of competence. It also is a sense of well-being. One of the things in Western psychology that's come uh, to light more and more in the world of positive psychology is that when you reflect on things that are successful for you, when you reflect on things that are good in your life, things that, you done, that you've done that are working, and you externalize them, you write them down or share them with another person, it encourages those things to happen more consistently. So we can combine this sort of modern science with this intention the Buddha has for Upaya, this sense of what is working for me, what has worked in the past, what can I use in this upcoming month in my practice to decrease my suffering. And this ties into the first noble truth. It's important to remember that the first noble truth tells us that there is suffering, that there's going to be dukkha. We know that the next few weeks are going to be tough. We're going to see a lot of negativity on the news and in life, and there's going to be fearful statistics, and there's going to be people passing away and getting sick, and there's going to be struggle and strain and confusion. Um, so we know that there's that suffering that's going to be uh, arising, and we'll be exposed to it in a variety of different ways. Now is the time to ask yourself, how can I show up day to day over the next few weeks when this suffering arises? What tools do I have? What skills do I have to bring to the table? How will I relate to myself when I see the texts or watch the news? How will I reach out to my friends and my family skillfully? What will my intention be day to day when I have friends who are feeling stressed or depressed or anxious? How will my practice live with vibrancy in my life in the next few weeks? And part of answering that question requires that you ask a previous question, which is, so far in your practice, what works for you? What has been working the last few weeks in your practice? Can you do more of that? Can you remind yourself where your competence lies, where your skills lie, where your success lies? Can you remind yourself of those moments where your heart has opened? where you've been a listener to someone in need, where you've been able to decrease your own stress through self-care because you've seen something or heard something or are catastrophizing uh, something. So it helps to ask yourself, what already is working in my life, in my practice? Where am I competent? Because more dukkha is coming. And if you can intentionally bring that reflection into your days, you will experience a lot less suffering in the weeks to come, and in life in general, beyond uh, this temporary arising and passing of uh, the pandemic itself. This is part of the practice to do these types of reflections. To tie this into one more term, we must remember that mindfulness has two functions. Mindfulness has the primary function of being present. Mindfulness, the cultivation of mindfulness, allows us to be in the present moment so we can watch what is arising. We can watch how suffering arises and passes away. We can watch how our how the qualities of our heart and mind, when they're a particular way, create suffering. So you can watch how anger leads to hatred. You can watch how compassion leads to joy. Mindfulness allows us to be present so we can watch and see clearly how life is actually occurring and the role we play in shaping our daily experience. 
But mindfulness also plays another role. Mindfulness has a function of memory, and I know many of you have heard me say this before. Another tool of mindfulness is that we use mindfulness to ask, what from the past can I bring into the present? What skillful thing in the past has worked for me that I can remember and I can bring into the present moment? So instead of having our hindrances or our unconscious habits in the present moment, we take the beauty from the past and we give it a space to arise in the present. And so this is part of mindfulness, the remembering. What did I do last time when I was stressed or when I was in despair or when I was anxious about something? Do I have something that I can plant seeds of right here, right now, that's worked before? Can I remember to uh, be caring? Can I remember to speak in a particular way? A big one, can I remember to breathe in a particular way, right? Our breathing, our bodily fabrication. Can I remember to be with breath when things are going a particular way? So mindfulness is a way of not only clarifying the present moment, but remembering what works for us and what allows us to generate positivity from moment to moment. So with that in mind, what I'd like to do is share my screen. Those of you who've been in the group for a while, you'll recognize the questions. And I'm just going to invite you to take a few minutes. You don't have to answer these, but they're just a guidepost, obviously. It's just for you to get the feel for what you might ask yourself and reflect about the previous month's practice. And I'm going to share my screen. Give me a second. And then we'll take five, ten minutes um, just to answer a few of those in any way that works for you. Whatever your heart, whatever calls to your heart. If answering those questions is not a space you want to be in, that's fine. Take a little break. But uh, for those of you who'd like to participate, I highly recommend it, especially if you did it last month, because then you can compare your answers, which is hugely helpful. Aha, here's my share screen. Who are new to the group, or just to remind folks, um, I did send out a link to a Google folder that has all these type of documents in it, so I can, I can resend that out. Uh, to folks if you just want a copy it's uh, obviously you can make up your own but just uh, I'll give you the link anyway okay so last week when we did a little bit of sharing I can see a bunch of people, some people not so much. So what I'll probably do, let me just start by just sharing with you just a little bit of something in my practice and then we'll open it up for folks. And you can, for those I can see, if you wanna just toss a hand up, I can, I can do that. But you can also just put a shout out in the chat box that you wanna share and I'll just call out your name and you can unmute yourself. Um, but I'll just share this one little thing with you about my own practice. One of the things that, and as far as sharing goes, you can share one of two things. You can share something that's really worked for you, or you could share something that has become a new struggle, something that you're really attuned to, um, that you're trying to work on, or some kind of tool you're working with. So it's good to share successes and something that you struggle with. It could be either one, um, but uh, feel free either way. And the other thing that you could share uh, is what you might be doing this upcoming month uh, with your practice. What are you going to rely on? What do you? What is your intention and how will you intend to show up with your practice? So for me, one of the things I've really leaned on the last few weeks is mindful movement. So I've gotten plenty of motion going in my life uh, because for me that decreases anxiety. I tend to be an anxious person and in a time like this I tend to have more anxiety. 
and I'm really good at catastrophizing. So um, being mindful in movement and doing exercise and really bringing mindfulness to my physical body while I'm doing some kind of exercise is hugely helpful uh, for me. And I've noticed that that's been fantastic uh, over the last couple of weeks. It's been skillful means for me has meant remember the body, remember the tension that I carry, remember to bring awareness to the body. And since I'm trying to get physical activity in, bringing uh, real intentional, uh, acute mindfulness to, uh, like if I'm doing yoga or walking or working out in any way, I am really being intentional with mindfulness. And it's been, it's been wonderful for that, to really ease that physical. My body has felt really good, uh, even at a time where normally it would be very tense. I'm not really feeling that tension. So that's been my skillful means this last uh, few weeks, has been really mindful during physical activity. Um, and that's really been helpful. The other thing I've done is really been mindful of getting enough rest, getting sleep, because I tend to be the kind of person who will sacrifice sleep for some other chore or some other achievement. And so I've reminded myself that having a good immune system and being well rested is important. So I've been very mindful of uh, the body in that way and uh, making sure that I'm getting enough sleep. So that's been my skillful means for the month. All right, my friends. Time flies. Wow. Time flies. We're at the end here. Um, just a few words before we uh, say some meta phrases here. Sangha means showing up. Thank you so much for showing up. And this is just such a beautiful experience for me. I love being able to play this role. This is just comforting. I look forward to this every week, to being with you. I will say I there was a sense today that I really missed being with you in person. There was this craving, like I was excited to see you all, but the, there was this first time after a couple of weeks of feeling like I really want to get out of the house and like be with people. Um, and one of the things that came up was just this desire to see you all again in person in our little Dharma hall. And so I look forward to that. And in the meantime, it seems like it's going to be a few more weeks of, of this, but I just appreciate you showing up and making this happen for all of us. Um, we're heading into some ups and downs as a, a community, as a world, and um, we can really support each other. And I feel really grateful to be able to see you guys each week in this setting. This is just delightful. Um, it certainly keeps me, keeps my anxiety down uh, several notches. So thank you for donating your hearts and minds to, to me and to this community and this group of lovely folks. This is just great. Um, take some time today, tomorrow. It's the beginning of the month. If you have to wait till the weekend, take some time on the weekend and uh, write down a few intentions for this upcoming month. How do you want to show up for yourself and others? Write down your skills, your competencies. Um, write down what's worked in the past and, and look at it every so often and ask yourself, am I showing up this way? Um, because I, I promise you, I, I, I do this quite, quite regularly, almost daily. And I have found that it has really enhanced my practice, my relationships, uh, my self-reflection, my happiness has certainly increased uh, from being this intentional uh, with the Dharma. So uh, give me a shout out on email. Um, let me know how this is going for you. Share your successes with others in the community because that will make it stick. Wednesday Wake Up Podcast uh, link is still up as is the Exceptiva page. If you find this week to week of value, please, please donate a few dollars to keep this up and running. In a group this size, it only takes two or three dollars for each person for this to be to cover PIMC's costs and to have some extra for PIMC. Um, so please give if you can, if you find this of value and you want other people to experience this, um, take that time to be generous and always remember when you're actually giving, 
to be practicing in the moment. Don't just click on the button. Actually make an intention that you want someone to be transformed by the continuation of this group and this experience. Um, bring it into your practice as an actual act of generosity uh, and of gratitude. And we are all here because of everyone's uh, open hearts and their loving kindness. So uh, being a part of that is just such an amazing experience. So please give if you can. So why don't we uh, plop back into the present for a minute or two? And um, why don't we offer the world some well-wishing? Because we know that the world could use it. Let us, I'm not going to forsake my bell. I'm going to ring the bell. Let's plop in the present moment and offer some meta. The breathing body. Here we are together in community and in Sangha, sharing our hearts and minds offering compassion to ourselves and others, always remembering that we practice for ourselves, but with the highest aspiration of practicing for all beings. Our grandest wish is that all beings be free from suffering in this very life, that all beings know true love, true happiness, and true joy, and that we can cultivate equanimity and compassion that we can cultivate love and kindness, that we can be skillful day to day in showing up in a way that brightens our hearts so that light can shine and brighten the lives of others. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be free from danger, from worry, from concern. May all beings be safe. May all beings be safe. May all beings experience the love and kindness of an undefended heart. May all beings share in the merits of our practice. May all beings share in the merits of our practice. Be well, my friends. Thank you again. Much gratitude to you all. So wonderful to see you. We'll do it again next week. Be safe. Be safe. Be loving. <laughs>